Hey everyone, welcome to After the Kids Go Down. We are your hosts. I'm Eileen Sonu. And I'm Bona Lu. Happy New Year 2024, yeah, the year of the dragon. Yep. Do you um, follow Zodiac stuff? I, I remember being little and like being fascinated with horoscopes and like reading it, you know, because they'd always have that section in um, like Seventeen Magazine and Teen People. Hey, I just had an idea. Let's read our horoscopes for this year. Wait, what are you? I'm a Leo. Okay. Uh, where do I even go? I don't believe in American... Is it considered American, like the horoscope things or whatever? Um, I feel I a little bit more, more superstitious mm-hmm. about the Chinese zodiac. <laughs> Why? Because you because I'm just... Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> what? It just it's been instilled in me in some way. I don't think my parents talked about it like that much, but you know, we just like grew up hearing it and working at the restaurant. They had those like the the, paper? the little placemats. Yeah, the paper placemats. I would always. I read, read that every single time, even though it's exactly the same every it single is time. Exactly the same. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm becoming superstitious. This actually goes into a little bit about what I wanted to start off with too for like the new year. But I think I do feel a little, I feel a little superstitious about the new year. And I uh-huh. think that was something that was instilled in me from from just like our upbringing also. Something that I feel like um, my mom would always make us do is just like clean the house, like top to bottom the night before. And then, it, you know, it's supposed to be like a good omen lucky bringing in in good spirits just like starting off afresh and i think Mm -hmm. i feel really superstitious about that and then also like you have to you know be clean like shower and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but this year bringing in 2024 i neither cleaned the house nor showered so (laughs) okay hold on i found your horoscope okay what are you looking at i'm looking at allure i hate saying that word allure 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 sounds more um sexy mine is like allure (laughs) I will lure you in. <laughs> a lure. You're you oh, a this is a Scorpio lot. or Libra? I'm a Libra. So for a Leo, today's horoscope says, you're exploring more and more new ideas and territories today, and you couldn't be happier about it. Exert yourself a bit to dig up a sweet find that can't be replicated anytime soon. This is from astrology.com. That means nothing to me, but okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> Just try to like. Let me what? see mine. Yeah, mine for today. You need to speak to someone new today. No problem. <laughs> and while you're usually, sure. <laughs> and while you're usually pretty confident in social situations, this hmm. one might give you pause. If you go for it, expect a huge success. So that one from Allura magazine, interesting. It's a lot about social status, a time of transformations and how the world perceives you professionally. Oh, maybe it's our time. No, my gosh, this is the year. (laughs) (laughs) These transitions highlight significant develops in your relationships and personal wellness. Wait, are you reading yours or mine? Yours. Okay. So your whole year emphasizes self-care. Yeah, it's a lot of significant changes in your social circles. Advocating for. I don't know. And okay. a makeover before the year is over. It's a time for introspection and nurturing your well-being. I never not do that. That's just like my life. That's... <laughs> this is an ideal time for you to dive back into dating apps. Oh, for sure. I will for sure do that. <laughs> hey, May 23rd, it's a full moon. 
uh-huh. and you're in your fifth house of pleasure. So it could be the most <laughs> sexually charged night of the year. Oh my God, that's really close to, uh, that's a few days after our anniversary. Oh. Yeah. Maybe oh, we'll go maybe, somewhere. And... Maybe you'll go somewhere and baby fever will be fulfilled. <laughs> Let me go to mine. So Libra horoscope 2024. I'm going to have to go to confession after this BTW. Why? Not to, yeah, horoscopes and stuff like this. Oh, really? Oh, no. I don't want you to feel bad about this. No, no, no. It's okay. I mean, I, I asked Daniel. I was like, well, I'll, I'll explain to you in a minute. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I want you the to bad see. news is that 2024 brings two stressful eclipses in your sign. Oh, I feel like this is more legit because it's telling me negative stuff, not just about like good things. Let's see. Yeah, the very top thing says, although 2024 brings two dramatic eclipses in your sign, with no Venus retrograde and plenty of opulent transits, you're celebrating success. Venus is my ruling planet and it remains direct throughout, sparing you from the extra stress. When Venus is retrograde, money talks slow, love feels sluggish, and it's ill-advised to undergo drastic changes to your appearance. But this year, you can enjoy all the makeovers that you desire. Oh, I feel like they they plug in the makeover thing because it's a magazine that sells like cosmetics and stuff. Oh my gosh, that's so, yeah, that's a good observation. Signaling unexpected spotlight moments and significant beginnings in your career. Goodness, I hope so. A pivotal shift in your professional path, but perhaps not one that's expected. What does that mean? The eclipse in my sign, March 25th, and again on October 2nd. That's awfully close to the dates that it talked about for you. Yeah, I wonder if there's something to do with like the Mm. alignment of the moons and stuff like that, you know? So this says these celestial events on these days might leave you on edge. I'm like, I'm always on edge. (laughs) Emphasizing the need for extra self-care. And then it talks about April is going to be an anxious month. says I'm going to have trouble sleeping. I literally like every single night I have trouble sleeping. Last (laughs) night, Andrew was trying to coach me on how to fall asleep. What does he do? Um, he said, just think about like playing tennis and, you know, you think about like your swing and like how your body moves and stuff. And then he says he, he'll think about that or his golf swing, like playing mm-hmm. one of the two sports. And then as he's thinking about how his body's moving and the scenery around him, he'll feel himself sort of detached from his body and then drift off and he's gone. Really? But I tried and I said, I don't think I'm into tennis enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so then he was like, okay, just like try to find something that's enjoyable for you. And so I, I landed on like a, the brush stroke of like paint or glue. Mm. I really like that. So like that or like coloring, mm. like the way the marker blends on the paper. Wow. And that eventually, eventually took me. Oh, the reason I was saying I need to go to confession is because Catholics believe that. I think I've said this before. Like there are uh, like windows or portals for unchristian spirits to come into your life. Mm. It depends though, like how deeply you're relying on that. Like I think because superstitions are such a big part of Asian culture, Mm-hmm. and history it's like we kimchi like we have this type of architecture that's popular for you know hundreds of years and we also like you know like folktale wise believe in these kinds of mm-hmm. like midwife's mm-hmm. tales kind of thing mm-hmm. isn't that what it's called a midwife tale no 
<laughs> it's not a midwife's tale. It's a wife, old, old wife. Oh, wait. Old, old wife's, wife's tale. Why does it's not weird? midwife. It's not midwife. No, it's not that. <laughs> Midwifery tale. I think it is old wife's tale. Yeah. Old wife's tale. Like right. It. So I think if you just take it like that, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you are taking it really seriously and, you know, like you're relying on that to be your compass, mm-hmm. that's unchristian. And so like for me, I, I don't I don't feel guilty about it because I know I'm not putting any stock into it. Mm-hmm. I have before when I was younger, I, I've had my friends do like tarot cards and then also horoscopes. I I remember thinking, oh, like this is real, you know, as a middle schooler and a high schooler and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and then also my mom would take us to fortune tellers and like soothsayers in Korea Mm -hmm. where, I mean, they would legitimately like be like, should I go into business this year or not? Tell Mm -hmm. me, you know, Mm -hmm. or you know, what should my child be careful of this year or how can I like protect them this year or, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Is it um, um, related to shamanism or? Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's, I think that's all related. And then even like when I was having mental health troubles, like mental health breakdown and stuff, I think I did I tell you all this. Do you, I think so. Okay. My grandma, I think, paid a shaman to say some ritual for me. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think some soothsayer or shaman told my grandmother that some of my vengeful ancestors were trying to take oh. me stuff like that yeah um you know they say it 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 just opens up and it makes sense to me i'm like i believe in angels and i do mm. believe in demons mm-hmm. so if i believe in angels and demons and there are definitely spirits that are negative and positive and beneficial and harmful to us and mm-hmm. At this point in my life, I want to prune off anything that could possibly be harmful to my mental and emotional and spiritual well-being. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to mess with like, you know, I think crystals are a big trend. Oh, yeah. Like the, I don't the know, energy, like, the energy right, from the crystals. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that, too. Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't really believe in the spirits part is, yeah, a little trickier, I think, just from like our ancestral heritage and like place of origin and stuff. But yeah, the crystals and then like, I don't know, essential oils and like, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, that's bogus. You don't like essential oils? I don't believe in like the healing powers, I guess, of that oh. kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you? I mean, I have essential oils. Like I like the smells of them. and the smell, and- sure. And I do, I was gifted some that Mm -hmm. like one's a mixture for immunity. Another one's a mixture for like breathing. It smells like tiger balm or kind of minty. So I do use those on the kids. I don't know if it, like if they ever had a fever, I wouldn't be giving them essential oils. I'd give them Tylenol. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rub this on your forehead. Burning up. I just use it as a an accessory thing, kind of like lotions and stuff. Yeah, I think there's like a calming thing to smells, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even know if essential oils go hand in hand with crystals, but that's just what I think, I guess, when I think of someone who has crystals also has essential oils, <laughs> I guess. Probably. And they also probably don't vaccinate and they probably also like, I don't know, just... Have hairy uh, pits. <laughs> maybe. <yeah. laughs> Well, are you really going to go to um, confession about this? I think I'll I'll see. Like if it bothers me and I'm thinking back on like, wait, when are those days that are supposed to be hard for me? You know, (laughs) and I think if I start to dwell on it, then I will. I mean, because a confession is a regular thing Mm. that we do. And 
you know, and, and I mean, it, I, I am always looking for things to confess about because it's hard. Like, I feel like I'm always repeating the same stuff. Like I was impatient. Um, mm-hmm. I like yelled at my kids. I yelled at my husband, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, so, um, but what's wrong with that? I mean, why do you have to look for things to, like, you feel disingenuous if you no, say the same no, thing? No, 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 I don't feel insincere. It's just, I, I want, I don't want to get into a habit of like, not really thinking oh, about oh. my actions. I want, uh-huh. I want to, I want to like, try to make sure like, every, I don't leave any stone unturned. Mm, not because I'm trying to find fault with myself, but because I want to be, you know, sometimes, I mean, with anything you can get, um, complacent. Mm, I don't want to get complacent with my self-reflection from that. Let's get into then what we really want to talk about. We'll call them resolutions because that is what they are. Um, I feel like we're, everybody's trying to like use a word instead of resolutions now, you know, because it just feels cheesy, I guess. Yeah. It's like Um, overdone. Yeah. And what I've seen on like the trending thing is just to say what's in and what's out for you this year. Mm. Um, or, you know, we, we called them goals and habits we wanted to break. Yeah. But it's all the same stuff. So we'll stick with good old fashioned resolutions. Okay. Wait, I promise I'll jump right back into this, <laughs> but um, I have to tell you one more thing. So speaking of superstitions, I was given two boxes of my old stuff from middle school, high school, like childhood from my mom the last mm-hmm. time that we visited, like over the holiday. There's artwork that I've made, which I'm kind of like impressed by. I forgot that I can draw like that. And like papers I'd written in high school and college. Um, things that I just wrote about like boyfriends and and uh, my mom and stuff like that. Um, and like it all came rushing back to me because I've told you this before. I don't throw away anything that I've ever written, like any of my journals. I've kept them all. So whenever mm. I open it up, I it's like a time machine. I really feel like I'm going back in time. Mm -hmm. And so reading a lot of that stuff brought me back to a time in my life that I, that I didn't want to revisit. That was really hard for me and turbulent. And so I kind of just quickly looked through the rest of it. I mean, I did this for the course of like three nights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I checked both boxes to make sure I like just kind of did an inventory of everything that was in there. And then I closed them up and I stacked them up and I remember like stepping back and then it felt like a Pandora's box. So I I went and grabbed some uh, holy water and I like sprayed it. (laughs) I splashed it on the boxes. It was kind of like a be gone. (laughs) Yeah. You like saged. I was about to say you should just like light them up or something. That's what. Yeah, I mean, I would have done. but I think, no, I don't, I don't want to get rid of any of my, I've never felt mm. the um, desire to get rid of anything in that way, because I think me writing in my journals my whole life, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, it's crazy. I see entries from when I was like seven, you know? Wow. Um, But when I see all that, it is beautiful. It feels like I have been a historian of my own life. That's pretty cool. Because you I wanted like, to record. Uh-huh. It's almost like a memoir. You can almost make a memoir from right, all that. Right, right. And so, um, you know, I see the struggles in there. So there's a beauty in it all, even though it brings me back um, to these emotions I don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. But I think I, it's just in line with all the superstitions. I felt like maybe I was letting out some demons that I had trapped in my past. And so mm-hmm. I, I, like, I have to go upstairs and see if there are spots on the wall. Because I I opened the bottle and I literally just went, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like without thought, you were like, I must do this. 
splash the only one. I just was, I think I was scared a bit. Like mm. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want any more bats to come flying out of this box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like me and you have opposite reactions to our responses to that because my inclination is to throw everything away. I, for real, probably if I got that box, I probably would have looked through it and then I probably would have burned it. Mm. Yeah. I've thrown away all my journals. I mean, collectively, it would have gone back to high school, I guess. There would have been a good number of journals, but they're all gone. Like I just tossed them when I was done with it. And then sometimes even if I wrote like halfway through a journal, um, but if I, if that time period, maybe that I was writing in it, if I didn't like it, I would like skim through it and I would just throw it away without even finishing like a whole journal, you know? Um, just to, like start over again. So it's I like, like a, it's like an emotional purge for you. Yes, huh? it is a purge. And I was going to say that, you know, same thing with like the house. Like, I feel like I tend to just like go through and purge like a lot from the house too. Mm-hmm. And um, yesterday, was it yesterday? We, I, there was a whole bunch of stuff in our storage room that was just like, it was like old and broken and old beds like that. Uh, but I finally hired someone and then they took it all away. And I was so excited about it. I was like so excited. And I felt like, I felt like I could breathe again, yeah. you know? Yeah, that is actually one of my goals this year is to get organized, Mm -hmm. but also to stay organized. Mm. I feel like several times in my life, I will do a massive cleanup and then I won't maintain it. But over this break, I we did a lot. Andrew Mm -hmm. and I did a lot. I Mm -hmm. donated a ton of toys, gave away a bunch of baby stuff to friends who are expecting. It's been happening like slowly over time. Mm hmm. Because it's so overwhelming. It's the clutter is so overwhelming that I procrastinate on organizing it. You I know, know I, I, I know. a hoarder, by the oh, way. She is. Oh. Yeah. What, how do you know? What, what is, why do you say that? Um, she will stash things. Like if something's valuable to her and she likes it, instead of using it, she'll collect it. So I'll find her collections. Like I was putting away her clothes. Mm-hmm. And I felt something hard in there. And so I I pulled apart the pants and I pulled out a flashlight and a tiny little metal figurine Mm -hmm. um, and a bracelet that I'd given her, Mm -hmm. a silver one. I I don't think she remembered that she put it in there. Oh, so she liked him. She just wanted to like keep it somewhere safe. And then then you forget and then you collect more. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that storage bench that I got, the children's one. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Inside there, I mean, it's, it's, that is the mother nest of it all. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like living and breathing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like my, my mom, as one of her Christmas presents, gave her a smartwatch and that smartwatch is in there. And I took it out and I was like, why don't you wear this? Yeah. She's like, I'll wear it tomorrow. Everything's like, I'll wear it tomorrow and like put it back oh. in there. I'm like, what is it doing in here? You know? Yeah. It's kind of like squirrels. Like, yes. or like um, chipmunks. Exactly. Like, it's her she nuts. like hides it somewhere and she yes. doesn't remember where she put yes. it. <laughs> it's like a forgetful squirrel. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Which funny. is what I am. I mean, do you ever do this? I put things away because I'm like, this is so smart and so efficient that it fits like right here. Mm-hmm. This is great. And then I turn around, completely forget where I put it. I don't like doing that. I don't do that. <laughs> okay. And it drives me nuts. Yeah. I like everything to have a function. So I feel like I tend to throw things away really quickly and easily mm. to like my you know demise because... If I don't, that's why I emptied the whole storage area. Cause I'm like, I don't like the idea of like, there's all these things in there that we're not going to use. And mm. the reason they were in there is because I think Stan's more like, we might use it one day or like yeah. someone might, you know, need it. Yeah. And then it's been there for five years. I'm like, no one's yeah. going to want it. 
you know, yeah. there's like a big old period stain on this mattress. Like, I'm not going to give this to somebody. Um, yeah. So I'm like, if you're not going to use it, if it's not in some kind of function or purpose, then let's just give it away. And I, I'm a very big like stickler on, I want like every space in the house to be like a functioning space, not just like a dead space. Yeah. I'm like, he, what's the purpose of it then? You know, does he get uh, upset about something that you throw away sometimes or does he like look for something that you already threw out that's happened earlier on in our marriage i think Mm -hmm. um that's happened before and we're all just like going through a rampage of like purging every time i like you know get out when there's like big um black trash bags i just like you know whip it out people in this house are like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he's got the big black trash bag (laughs) um but they know what i'm about to do and i think early on in marriage i think i would do stuff like that without even asking him i would just like start tossing things um fortunately i don't think it's been anything like major Uh uh-huh but yeah there have been i feel like there's been times where he's like where'd this thing i think um a bunch of the the what are they called koozies um yeah yeah, I, we never like used them. Like foam koozies? Yeah, mm-hmm. we never used them. And so I just like sorted it away because there was like so many in the mm-hmm, drawers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now he's kind of like, where are they? And I'm like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, they're probably in storage, but they're probably in a big black trash bag in the dump or something. <laughs> so he doesn't get mad about it. No, he would get a little irritated by it. But but to me, it's one of those things too where I think he would get irritated about it. And I've done that to the kids too where like I've thrown stuff away and then I feel I do feel bad about it if they go looking for it. It's been like one out of 20 times, you know, they'd be like, what, where's this thing? Um, but but I also think that like, like for instance, with the storage room, he was like, let's, you know, like, let's just hold off on it. I'm like, why? You know, if we don't clear, he's always wanted to use it maybe as like a workout room or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. if the stuff is there, you're never going to use it as a workout True. room. And yeah. then if, but if it's not there, then you'll have more potential too. So then yeah. when it finally gets cleared, he's like, okay, this was a good idea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if, if I never got rid of stuff or like yeah. if it, the house is cluttered, they would get irritated by that. You know, uh, everybody would. So I think I just bite the bullet and I just like go ahead and clear I love stuff. That. Yeah. I feel like I've I feel like I've learned a bit of that from you, which has been good because I mean, my my, my parents and I wonder how many Asian American parents are like this, but they do keep things that they think that they might use. And it mm-hmm. does come into handy at, sometimes, but I don't think it comes in handy at the rate at which it's being accumulated. Yes. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> That's only a fraction of the rate. Yeah. I think that mentality is probably, it's like a survivor mentality yeah. or like a war mentality. I don't know. Cause I really do think like, what are the chances that you're really going to use this? Yeah. But definitely like, I don't save as much as I used to. What, what's, what's another goal for you? Let's take turns. Okay. Um, well, one thing is uh, I want to do a, another 10K and me and you are, we are actually planning on doing another 10K. Yeah. We, we need just to sign like, up for that. Yeah. Settle on one. Um, but yeah, we did one. What was it? Well, we were, Thanks, we were supposed to do one. You couldn't, you ended up not being able to, cause you got sick, but I, I did one. Was it like two years ago now? Around Mother's Day, I remember. It was like, I think it was a little bit before Mother's Day. But after that, I was like, okay, I'm never doing one again. I already did one and I don't want to. Um, just because, I, yeah, I was like, it just requires, it does require training, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, th- so the time commitment to that, I was just kind of like, I'm done. Like I have one under my belt. Mm-hmm. Don't need to prove myself again. Um, so up until now, I actually, yeah, this 
I had this thought like, I kind of, I'm in the mood like to prove myself again, that I can do it to, um, to me, prove mm-hmm. to myself mm-hmm. um, that I can actually get like a, uh, like a better time. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like it's come easier now um, mm. that I've been consistently running for a few years now. And I know now that I mentally know that I can do it too, mm-hmm. you know, the six miles. And so I feel ready again. And I want that kind of like, physical challenge mental mm-hmm. actually i feel like it's more mental challenge i want that physical and mental challenge um, i think running is all mental yeah so i want to be able to do a 10k maybe even two so like one at the beginning of the year maybe one at the end of the year but i want to try to get a personal best with this and then i also want to be able to do it without having so many aches and pains I feel like the first time I did it and every training session before that first 10K, I felt like I was just like hurting, like my body Mm. was hurting. Mm. I don't know. So I want to try to do it in like a more healthy fit way Mm. instead of just like sluggishly trying to get through it. Mm. Yeah. Then that makes sense to do two 10Ks, I think. To get used to it. Yeah, kind of just like, because you're trying, you're trying to keep it the same 10K, 10K, 10K so that you can see if your fitness level is increasing, right? Yes. Yeah. So faster time Mm -hmm. and like more uh less recovery form yeah less recovery like better form stuff like that so Mm. the first time i feel like i was i was pretty much dead like the rest of the day yeah so that's i remember even training for the half i thought i I felt like so ready Mm -hmm. but the day after i remember feeling like i've never felt my body's never felt this way before just felt broken yeah when did you do the half marathon i think andrew and i were engaged so I want to say like 2012. So like in your 20s. Was that 12 years ago? Yeah. We're like upper 30s. Woman. So then 12 years ago. Okay. I was, maybe it was 2013. <laughs> 11 years ago. Your math. Your math 20, is math thing right now. I'm about to hit you with 26, a ruler. 26. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Yeah. yeah 26. Uh-huh. 27. 26, okay, Late 20s. Late 20s, mm-hmm. I mean. Like no sciatica, nothing. Yeah, yeah, you just did it. You were spry. I think I had a shin splint. That's yeah, I think it. a bunch of running too is also, I think this probably goes into another one of mine. I'll just say is um, I think like running is also about proper nutrition and hydration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be able to do that along with it. And uh, just like we haven't talked about this in an episode yet, but we've we've like toyed around with talking about body dysmorphia and like eating disorders and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I have a personal history of it. And because I've always thought this before, the fact that like when you get over disordered eating, like it never, you never fully get over it. You mm-hmm. know, I've always thought that before. And I thought mm-hmm. that, that that was actually something that was wrong with me mm-hmm. that, I, you know, you can never like fully get it out of your mind. Um, but I've read that it's just very common that like once you've had it, you just kind of always, I don't think about it in terms of like the negative, but it's just, I'm very aware of like food mm-hmm. and nutrition and eating, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, so I think this year I just want to be like concentrate on like nutrition, like nutritious things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's one of mine. Yeah. Well, it, it encompasses taking care of like what I like, w- what kind of nutrition I'm intaking and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, my mind's prioritize my health. Like meaning I feel like I don't I don't know, I don't really take care of myself on purpose. And I want to do it on purpose. Like, I want to be like, this is, um, this is for me. Like, not for Andrew, not for the kids. This is for me. And I want to. You're saying you don't take care of yourself with a purpose or like on purpose. You don't, you don't take care of yourself because you. 
you, no, you see I don't saying? take care of myself with a purpose. Oh, okay. I don't neglect myself on purpose, mm-hmm. but I think... There's no intention? Yeah, no intention. Mm. Like, I think about feeding the kids good things and, you know, making sure that they're, like, comfortable and rested and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have everything that they need. A full night's sleep. That and... Yeah, they're feeling mentally and emotionally, physically balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about all these things for Andrew most of the time, but <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> For me, I, I'm just like an afterthought to myself. Mm-hmm. And the reason this became a goal for me is actually my mother-in-law, she noticed that my wrist hurts a lot after after the kids. Mm-hmm. And she's dealing with that now at, you know, late in her late 70s. And she said, you know, you shouldn't. I'm dealing with it because I'm a senior citizen, but you're in your 30s. And you're you're feeling like more pain in your wrist than I am. Mm. Like, you know, you, you got to think you have to take care of yourself. If you love your kids and your family and you want to be around for them, like you've got to take care of your body. And and I realize how, uh, yeah, ironic it is that, yeah, I do care about them. But if I part of caring about them is also caring about I have to care about me because yeah. I matter to them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I what what use am I if I want to be helpful? Like, mm-hmm. what use am I if I'm not here or if I'm yeah? And also, sick. like that example, mm-hmm. you know, you're setting the example for them too because you right. want them to care about themselves and be healthy. Yeah, I didn't realize his mom was almost eighty. She looks good. I know she does, and I think it's because she prioritizes her health and she takes care of herself and like self care. Has been her MO. Like she will make sure, you know, she's rested, that she's getting like social time, that, you know, that she says no when she needs to. Mm-hmm. Like if she's planning to go on a trip, but something happens with her health or like something's preventing her, she does not like push herself mm, to the point yeah. where it's harmful to her. She'll she'll cancel on it and eat the cost if it Really? If it means taking care of herself. Yeah. Which is wow. very rare. I feel like for our parents' generation, like my for mom, sure, yeah. like even if like somebody had to amputate her limb, like she, I feel like she'd be like, but I paid $500 right, for this right, ticket. Right. You know, yeah, she would still try. Be like, I paid a hundred dollars for this ticket. I'm still going. Right. Know? I can't get rehab when I get there. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she flew to Korea nine months pregnant with my brother. Oh, when her body was um allergic to her own pregnancy oh my gosh and, it was and that her, bad yeah and her whole oh body God. was like swollen bloated like the kind where you you push on your skin and it like pits uh-huh and it stays that way for like 24 yeah. hours yeah she put herself through all that mm-hmm. to save cost essentially this is random but one of the things i heard about aging is that like you know that trend where it was like I'm this category of person. Of course, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like, I'm Asian American. I'm a child of immigrant. Of course, I save my old yogurt containers to store. Oh, left or, you know, that. oh. That's the thing. There's one that's like, I'm almost 40. Of course, when I sleep on my face, there's lines there for like the whole day. <laughs> oh. There's sleep face the whole day. Something I'm not going to do this year is um, scroll through Instagram trends. Do you <laughs> scroll do that regularly? For, it's not regularly, but uh-huh. I just, I mean, it's like once something pulls up, on your what do you call it the um home feed the feed yeah the feed it just like it just the same things will come up you know mm-hmm. and i feel like if you look at my feed i feel like it does look like i'm a pretty like basic bitch so how are you going to stop yourself from doing that 
I had actually had Andrew put a um like a kind of like a lock on my phone. Oh, that timer thing, like the yeah. screen time timer. It's thing. actually pretty effective because mm-hmm. I-, I press ignore, mm-hmm. but it'll keep popping up at me. Oh, like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure oh. you want to ignore me again? And then it pops up like several times to make sure that you meant to click it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it, I just get so annoyed with that thing that I end up just oh, like putting down my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just comes in spurts for me. Like there are times where I'm genuinely disinterested, you know, but yeah. then there are times where I'm like just like salivating in the mouth, like, scrolling through <laughs> social media, you know. Don't you just delete it? I do. I delete it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't delete my heard... account. I just delete it from my phone. But you have deleted your account before in the past, right? Oh, I think one time, like early on, way in the beginning. Okay. I feel like now I don't feel like I can delete it because of like our podcast stuff, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Like I still want to have some kind of presence on it because I feel like it's necessary. Yeah. Mm, but then another part of it is, I don't know, this wasn't something that I wrote down for like a goal, uh, but I, Stan was talking about it with me today. One of his is is boldness for this year. I don't even know if he... Oh. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, he gave the example of like if he... You know, even if he thought about like wanting to post something, then he would just do it. But I understand what he means in the sense that like I do want to be less, uh, I don't know if it's like judgmental of myself or like timid, um, timid maybe. Yeah. Like hesitant, hesitant. That line is still very hard for me to like differentiate, you know? Um, and I don't even know. It's like, is it that I would just like be able to post freely, like to let, to like let loose a little bit this mm. year, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But then, I don't know. It's like a weird thing because I don't feel uptight. I feel like thoughtful, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you do you let go of like thoughtfulness? Or, I, I haven't figured that part out, which is mm. why I didn't write this down as like mm. a, a goal or anything. Do you th- think it's just you wanting to like, um, do, do, you, do you feel you want to feel more free? I guess so. But okay, this is what I'm thinking. Like, if it is that I want to feel more free, it's almost kind of just like, like letting myself do what I feel like doing or want to do or whatever. But then I feel like what I want to do is by default, it is things that this world is telling me, you know, like that society, the society that I like surround myself with, the culture that I surround myself with. Mm -hmm. It is that, you know, like I'll do that by default. Like I will use my Stanley Cup. I see. You know, I will, I, I remember like on, uh, it was at Christmas or over the holidays, like I, the, what I was wearing, like the outfit that I had on, I remember in my mind, I was thinking I look like anyone on social media. And I remember my cousin was staying with us and she was like, you look like you could be like a, like an influencer. Like It was just that look. It's just like the look that you, you see. I'm curious. I think I was wearing this hat and just like the wide leg pants with mm. like my platform converses and mm-hmm. Um, it's like a big puffy jacket, but yeah, yeah. So it's just like the style that is like in, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think by default, like that's just what I want to do. It's just like mm-hmm. going towards all those social norms. Um, so then to be more free, you know, is me thinking that like I just want to do things without thinking. But I think when I do things without thinking, it is just what everyone else is doing. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I'm just doing what everyone else is doing. Um, I see what you're saying. So in that way, you think. Maybe it's good that you think about it because for you, you don't want to go closer and closer to the social, all the social norms. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like the ones that we don't question. And and like, and then, you know, I think what is the importance of questioning it? 
I don't think we need to question every single like minute detail of things, you know, but mm-hmm. things like the Stanley Cup, you know, like, like, why do we gear towards like expensive things just because everyone else has it, you know, or like, um, oh, this is one. This is one of the trends that I saw that actually, like, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how if you start looking at certain aesthetics on Instagram, yeah, like the, the same thing just pops up. So, yeah. you know, if you're looking at houses and like how to redo kitchens or like, you know, anything like that, it's the same aesthetic. Like everything's yeah. so clean. Yeah. The countertops on the kitchen, all clear. Bathrooms, all clear. And then you just start thinking that everyone lives that way. And this is how I want to live. And mm. if I don't, I'd feel like bad about it. Uh, but there is a trend on Instagram called like, I think it's just like a hashtag normal home or non-aesthetic home. It's just like what most of, I think what really like most of America looks like. I think for you, like you are into home and interior and uh, like you might be following trends there. For me... I just want like a organized, clean, you know, like I, that's because I'm I want to just learn to declutter. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like with my with my house and my interior and stuff, it's very eclectic because I just I just like it this way, and I don't I know it's not the trendy, the popular. Like nobody's gonna come in here and be like, wow, you know. So in that way, like I feel free about the way I decorate and organize my home. Mm-hmm. Um, but with like style and stuff, I think it's a, it's a melding of the two. Like there are some things that I just like, like patterns and colors. And I like that. Um, but I also do like looking at like getting ideas from, Mm -hmm. from scrolling and stuff too. So even if my home looks eclectic or eccentric, sometimes like I might look like a basic bitch, you know, (laughs) like the way I'm dressed. Uh Uh-huh. So maybe there are like certain, maybe it's just like a mindset. Like maybe you can feel free about something else that you, you, you have your own compass about that you're not necessarily like looking for ideas from other people for. Yeah, I, I think I see what you're saying. I, it, to me, it's almost kind of like just pick your poison. You know, like I I think sometimes for me, it will be clothes and sometimes it's not like what I mm-hmm. wear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the house stuff. And sometimes, you know, there are times where I feel like I don't, I don't give a fuck. What's something in your life where like you, you just like it that way and you've never even thought about too much, like how other people do it? I'm not sure. It, I think what's hard for me is that I feel like everything is is always an influence, like whether you know it or not. I think it's always just like social media, you know, I think everything mm-hmm. and advertisements yeah, and just like walking out your door, mm-hmm. just walking out your door here, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like as long as we're with other people, there are going to be things that are it's just we're influenced by things we're social creatures you know but i mean but i mean like there are still areas though where you might be influenced but you're still but you're still like i just like the way i do it because i think in those because i think for everybody right there might be something i think i have met people before where like they want everything in their life to to be on trend right right, right. like the way they dress and the way their house looks and i don't know like the catchery that they have, they also want that to fit the decor of their home, like whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, but I think for the typical person, the the average person, there are some things that they like want to be more modern with and more on trend mm-hmm. with. And then there are other things where they're like, I just like it this way. 
I think, I mean, I, think I know I mostly, it's not cool, but I like it anyway. Kind of. Yeah. I think mostly with, you know, even the examples we're talking about, um, clothes style and then, um, like house home style. Um, I think mostly like I, I like what I like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, this was from a previous episode. I think for a little while we tried to really hard to make this like mid-century modern, mm-hmm. you know, cause that was like what was in. And then we decided like, that's not something that we like. Um, mm-hmm. so I will say it's not like completely, it's not eclectic. And if you're, you know, like, yes, your house is eclectic. Um, mm-hmm. but like our furniture set isn't, it's like, it's not a set. There's no like one style. Um, and then clothes wise too, I think I've stopped trying to wear things that are not flattering for me. Like if something is flattering on me, but it's like, it's still, it's dated. Like I'm still going to wear it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so I don't yeah. try as hard to keep up with the trends. Yeah. Um, in that sense. See, I think, I think that is, that is like being free, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 you knowing your body and like what cuts look best on it. Mm-hmm. And then, but I think like I think it can also be together. Like that, I, like you can combine that with, oh well, this kind of cut is flattering for me. I wonder if I can combine this with the colors that are on trend or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, Th- this to me though is is different than um, posting on social media though. So like, so posting on social media as like, um, something that I want to be free in doing, I guess, like, you know, um, yeah. just like not give it too much thought and then do it. I feel like that's different than like being yeah. free with like my yeah. personality because yeah, I think the true. presentation of like what we're doing on social media is just, that's more muddled to me and being right. like, do I really just like love this photo and what it represents and right like the words behind it, you know, or is it just that like, I want people to see, I don't know. That's It's really hard to discern intentions on social media. Yeah. But even my own, you know, like I think it's, yeah. Yeah. Even our own, because you have to, then you have to like admit just how basic you are. (laughs) Yeah. Like everything's for an audience. It's specifically Um, for an audience, you know, it's never just like, I like this for me. I feel like often when I post, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm going like, hey guys, I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. Or like I'm still, I'm still uh alive and like I'm still cool and I'm still <laughs> relevant and like yeah. I, I know I know the things that are happening right now too. And yeah. <laughs> you know, I would be fun to for you to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all the sub it's like the Woody Allen like subtitles. <laughs> I love doing that. I love doing the Woody Allen subtitles for people's Instagram posts in my mind. What's a Woody Allen subtitle? You know, it's like, like what someone says out loud and then, but Woody Allen in his movies, he'll do, I think it's Woody Allen. Am I saying the right person? He'll do like, um, on screen, he'll do like a parentheses and like what they really mean by it. Oh, oh, I don't think I've I've ever seen any Woody Allen movies. Does I I can't name one off the top of my head, but I just Hmm. know that that's interesting. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's Um, funny. Like what's, what's implied. Yeah. Or what's not said, but yeah. it was really meant, you know? Yeah. Okay. I want to mention one last goal for me. I, okay. I want this. Is, this is my resolution for the last like <laughs> almost half a decade. Okay. I want to be on time for once in my life. I just <laughs> want to. And by be on time, I want to be early. Oh. I don't want to just like be on time. I want to be I want to be like leisurely on time where oh. I get there you know like 15 minutes ahead of time mm-hmm. and I'm able to 
you know, just like look around calmly for a mm. seat instead of like freaking Railroading like, in, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, like, like sweating bags. with my hair plastered on my face and all that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just so hard for me. And I realized it, this also goes hand in hand with um, one of my habits to break is getting distracted. I, mm. I am I am such an easily distractible person. Like the reason why Cora is a forgetful squirrel is because I am that mama <laughs> forgetful squirrel. <laughs> like even before we started recording this morning, like, uh-huh. yes, I, I was vacuuming under here where I'm sitting. But in the process of doing that, I will see something else and then do that really quick. And then wherever I like, like, let's say I put a dish in the sink. And mm-hmm. then if I see something by the sink, then then suddenly I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then That's if I throw it in the trash mm-hmm. and then my trash can's dirty, suddenly I'm wiping the trash can, mm-hmm. you know? That's one of those, um, again, probably one of those like trending Instagram things that I've seen. <laughs> like why, the reason why a mom, uh, a mom or parent, but let's be honest, is mom is overwhelmed is because of that. Like you do one thing and it steamrolls into another and then yeah. another and another. I think that is a major reason why I'm late to things. Mm. Because I think I just need to stay focused on, okay, I'm trying to get to like this appointment by 10. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to focus on this appointment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ignore the laundry right here and this dish and, you know, whatever. I'll get to it later. It's like I don't put things off when I need to. And then I procrastinate on the things that I actually should do right now. It's like so inefficient. That's the the beauty of our conversations too. Because I think both of us are, maybe you're a little bit more extreme in that, but I think I'm a little bit of that too. Um, but I feel like our conversations are just like that. We're like, since we're talking about this, let's just go ahead and talk about this right now. And then, I know, you know, I know. Do you feel like you're as distractible and ADD as I am? Not as much. I think you ha- definitely have more of that in you. Sometimes I feel like I grab your hand and take you on like a crazy ride where I do. I mean, I leave my own head spinning most days and I have to slow down and be like, okay, just stop it. Mm. I liked that um, you had posted something on the our IG stories about procrastination. Mm. Do you remember? Mm-hmm, I, I really mm-hmm. liked that. It was really? um, about pro- procrastination and it said... Procrastination is not laziness. It is a depression response. Procrastination is an emotion regulation problem. Procrastination is about being more focused on the immediate urgency of managing negative moods than on getting on with the task. Once you learn the simple truth of where it comes from and why you do it, it dissolves almost instantly and you almost forget how to waste time ever again. Do you think that's true? I think that's totally true for me because, I I mean, I was such a horrible, horrible procrastinator growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten better in in recent years, like as my as my like emotional and emotional well-being has gotten better and my emotional regulation skills and like, you know, just like my mental coping, all of that as that's gotten better, mm-hmm. I procrastinate less. Because mm. yeah, this has mm-hmm. it's more about being focused on like it happens when you're focused on the immediate urgency of managing negative moods, right? right so you're right. just focused on like managing like, the mood, right? It's because like I I remember you just you just feel so panicked or anxious or sad or any kind of negative emotion mm-hmm. 
that you can't get on and like do the task you're supposed mm-hmm. to. Yeah, yeah. Because like you're you fo- you're mm-hmm. stuck in this. You're focused on how hard it will be or something. Like I think about the classic example of mm-hmm. you know homework or something like that. And right. If you have a lot to do, then it just right. becomes like overwhelming. Right. Like ah, there's so much to do. How am I going to get through this? And you right. can't even start. Not even be able to start because you're right. worried about yeah. Like stuck in the anxiety of, of it. Yeah. Um, and then organization was always hard for me. And so I think this is, this also goes back to like why I want to be organized. I think, yes, um, you don't always have to clean up and -hmm. you don't always have to pick up. And like Dr. Becky says, and I've mentioned before, she says, you know, when, when mess makes you anxious, just Mm -hmm. remind yourself that it might be a mess on the outside, but like your home, but you're not a mess inside. You're not a mess. Yeah. Right. But I do think that I find safety and comfort and routine in organization, something mm-hmm. that I wasn't um, given as a child because my parents also didn't know how to do that, mm-hmm. even though they probably could have benefited from it. I mean, my mom loses things all the time, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and she's always been that way. Like mm-hmm. the forgetful, she's the grandmother forgetful squirrel, you know? <laughs> so, the generation of forgetful, right. forgetful squirrels. So like... I, I'm realizing, okay, for me, I I do think it's like a healthy, to some degree, it's a healthy coping thing. Like for instance, I love that now I have a place to put all the kids crafts Mm -hmm. and all the kids toys in a separate place and all the kids backpacks and jackets. Um, And yeah, like I'm going to vacuum like the mess of crumbs beneath me, but Mm -hmm. I'm not fretting about having an entirely spotless floor like right now, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think Mm -hmm. it's a combo of, okay, you know, I'm going to allow for some livable, you know, normal mess, but Mm -hmm. I also like knowing that there's a place for things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that I can put it back there. Yeah, I know you had wanted to talk about this too, maybe on like another episode. Like we could dedicate a whole nother episode to it, but the idea of um, like minimalists, like maybe like maximalists, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the psychology behind the, all that, I, I'm interested in it too. Totally. Because um, I feel like there's a lot there with yeah. just baggage yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm, I'm totally interested in talking about it because I want to know more about, I want to explore why like I want to hold on to everything and... Y- you want to throw away everything, not yeah, everything, but you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like how we're at the different ends very, of the spectrum. Yeah. That's a very, um, like distinctly different thing about me yeah. and you. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any more goals for the year? Oh yeah. Let me see. God, this is so like us where we're just like meandering, talking for like two hours. And then in the last 15 minutes, we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> seriously, we're trying to like rattle off the, yeah. the other stuff. So. Uh, this is the procrastinating yeah. <laughs> part of our talking. Um, I mean, I also want to think, I mean, we're just kind of like enjoying it and getting back into it too. You know, know. it was a long break and yeah. it was a stressful break at times. I know. Another big one I think is I want to try writing more this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that like since we started this podcast, um, it's been like so fun and so like invigorating for me. Like it started with us getting together writing and then it rolled into this, this podcast. And I think it did scratch a creative itch for mm. me. Um, and I wouldn't say it replaced it, but I think it was just like a seasonal. I, I mean, it was um like writing in this season of life felt very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it scratched the itch in this kind of in the same way, I guess, of like getting my thoughts out um, without having mm-hmm. to write it down. And then, you know, I've talked to you before about how I think this practice in a way is something that I also want to do with writing is 
um, the fear I have about recording these episodes and doing the podcast is that you kind of just have to like spit out what you want to say, right? Mm-hmm. Without, mm-hmm. Um, I guess this is also somewhat related to like the whole posting on social media kind of thing where you yeah. cannot, you can think about it as much as you can, but at some point you have to just let it go. And yeah. I think getting our words out and our ideas out with this lingering, like hovering fear for me anyways, of like, of it, whether it's judgment or like saying something wrong or like yeah. no, not making sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, that practice has been really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hope it kind of translates into writing in a way where it, you know, I can just like either just like spit things out faster and like be okay with like the process of, um, learning and growing, getting things wrong. Um, do you feel that way even when you're writing just for yourself? Yes. Yeah. I think that that's part of the, um, yeah. <laughs> maybe this all ties in with like the procrastination stuff too, because I think for me, it's really hard to start the process of writing because I think I procrastinate that because I'm worried about how it's going to, I'm worried about the process, like the flow of it, how it's going to end, you know, like if mm-hmm. I can say it just right mm-hmm. and it, it stunts me from like even getting going. Mm-hmm. I'm so cognizant of it still though that, that mm-hmm. so that process is just hard. I think I can mm-hmm. get to a place where I can record my train of thoughts and not even have it be filtered through me by me. I, I guess that's what holds me back too from like everything feels re- really filtered, I like see. even from myself. Do you have I a think journal? that's why I threw, no, that's why I threw away my journals because when I oh. read back on it too, I can, I, I can read how filtered it still feels. There's oh. like some grain of truth in all of it, you know, and uh-huh. some feeling that it can elicit, but it still feels so kind of like fluff. Like there's like this fluff around it where I'm like, oh. what am I even talking about, you know? I don't know what that means about me, but I feel like I will filter even if it's for my own eyes only, you know? I see. Did you talk um, about any any outs for the year? One kind of like serious but also stupid one is um, I'm going to resist like any of my purchases this year. I'm going to resist buying another pair of sweatpants. <laughs> I feel like... Do you have I'm, that many sweatpants? I have a lot of sweatpants and it's like the only kind of clothes that I buy. But I'm going to try to resist it because I feel like I need to like, I don't know. I'm like, my whole closet is just like sweat suit material. I feel like. And and you're sweating in your. And I'm sweating in my sweat suit material. (laughs) (laughs) I would move on to sweat shorts. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say a half joking, but half serious in for me. Mm -hmm. A goal is I want to change my name my last name to Lou. Every single document still has my maiden name, actually, except yeah. for my social security card. Oh, so you started the process. Oh, that's My daunting. library card. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know how to do this. I saw that you can actually buy a package for somebody oh. to do it for you, but mm-hmm. that junk is like $500 or something. Yeah, that's a little... Uh, I feel a little wary of that, too, just because they would have... They would be handling a lot of, like, precious things. Yeah, but yeah. you did it. You switched everything to your married name, right? I did, but I don't. I don't remember the process. It was easy, just because we did it like pretty immediately. Yeah. It's so daunting. Yeah. But we're going. We're coming up on our tenth anniversary. It's his anniversary present. You're, you're like, I'm gonna finally. Oh my god, that would be an incredible anniversary present if Andrew could do all that for me. Oh, <gasps> that would be the best. And if he can't though. You have to. Well, he could figure out the process. And you just go with him. Actually, I, I, I'm gonna yeah. broach the subject with him. Oh my god. That would be incredible. That would beat like any pair of diamond like, earrings or so anything. Sexy. So sexy. Do some God, administrative idea, work for me. My idea of what is sexy is 
every time he he fixes anything in the house yeah you're like take off your pants yeah <laughs> like drop them <laughs> it's just so sexy it's so funny now it's like the admin work of like standing at a dmv you're like oh my god get over here right now <laughs> um I had two more habits that I want to okay. break. Um, mm-hmm. I want to stop staying up so late. Like I really, you know, I, I always have been a night owl and I totally know what you mean by the creative hours. Like it's, it's funny. If you look at my journals, I always write the date and the time. Oh. And I would say at least 85% of the time, my time is 1am. Oh, wow. Is when I start to write. Yeah. So like, I really don't want to do that. And I think mm. I get creative in a creepy way. I don't get creative in like a good way. Like a dark I get way. creative in like a dark and anxious mm. It's like your way. most gothic writing. <laughs> right. And I just, I don't want to do that. I don't mm. want to be so goth anymore. It, mm. it doesn't give me life. It just drains me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I just want to have better sleep hygiene. I want to get used to like, I want to be, I want to go to bed early. Mm-hmm. and rise early i really want to try to do that mm, okay. i think it'd be better for my mental health too mm, on top of mm-hmm. my physical health mm-hmm. and i mentioned i i want to get less distracted i want i think i'm naturally very um flighty in my thoughts mm-hmm. your school and, treats mm-hmm, and possibly add I, I really my brother and i were talking about this my brother is a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and we were saying that we we both think that our whole family might have ADD. Oh. Hmm. And our symptoms just show differently. Like but he feels it for himself too? He feels it for himself too, yeah. Hmm. So within the limitations of what I can do to manage my own symptoms, I guess, mm-hmm. undiagnosed ADD symptoms, like I want to curb my distraction, my distractibility. Mm-hmm. And last one is I am a cusser. Mm-hmm. I like to cuss. I like I to cuss. that sounded like very alluring (laughs) when you have to go to confessional (laughs) (laughs) so stupid i like cussing when i'm happy and Mm -hmm. and funny and like Mm -hmm. all that um Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I, I don't, I don't want to say I like, okay, I guess I do. I also like cussing when I'm mad, but mm-hmm. I think it is bad for me and bad for the people around me because mm-hmm. it, it dysregulates my emotions even more oh, and I, I become more angry and mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. aggressive. And in the end, I don't think it does any good. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I really like, want to mm-hmm. yeah make an effort to not cuss when I'm angry. Mm-hmm. so specifically when you're angry not like yeah the, the fun. yeah yeah i don't i don't care when yeah. it's that, positive i guess that's what i tell elliot because he's been into like he knows i feel like a bunch of swear words now you know and we mm-hmm. talked about that and i said i think it's just like the intention that you and the meaning you have it with it you know i would tell him like mommy and daddy we will like swear here and there um but if it's just like it's like for funny you know if you're not making fun of someone but you're like being funny or like just to highlight something you know i was like i don't really have a problem with it at all but if you're saying it to be mean to someone or like it's because you're mad you know then it's a little different yeah Yeah. anderson has been saying shit because he asked me what's a bad word Uh like i just want to know an example of one Uh i saw my son and i was like shit is one Mm mm-hmm He's like, shit. He's like, well, what does that mean? I said, well, it means like poop. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like, you know, you can, you can use it. But he didn't forget it. 
he didn't forget it. And not. so of course not. he brought me a list of bad words and it said things like hate, stupid, <sighs> dumb, and then shit. <laughs> <laughs> like doo-doo brain and shit. <laughs> I know. And, I'm, oh. and, and Andrew was so surprised. He said, where did he learn that? And I was like, <laughs> I told him. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> Drop your pants. <laughs> that was, was oh, a mistake. But um, it's too late. Okay. And then my last one was this. Okay. Okay. One is I want to try to stop instantly Googling things. If I like need to look something up or if I want to buy something or like, you know, I want to find out about something. I think um, like we were talking about earlier about like old wives tale, you know, I was, mm. I was resisting the urge to like look it up real quick. Um, just try to figure it out in my brain. And a lot of times I think, you know, I'll end <laughs> up buying brain. like, that sounds like a toddler thing. <laughs> like in my brain. Like, to figure, <laughs> Sophie yeah. always says, when she means like, can you remember this? She'll say, keep it in your brain. Mm. So now we always say, keep it in your brain. But yeah, I just want to try to exercise that like that restraint a little bit more of like yeah. the quick instant. You're trying to use your working memory. Mm. So long-term memory is stuff that you've stored in there for a long time, obviously, mm. right? Short-term memory is for a short mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Working memory is where you keep things that you like have to oh. use and work with often. Oh, okay. Oh, learn something new. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's what I want to work on instead of that instant, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then the very last one I'll have is, and I noticed that I do this a lot, probably, you know, during this podcast recording, um, but then just like in conversation, I'll say things like, and I, I don't know if this will make sense to you, but I'll say things like, I was telling someone or I told Stan that or, you know, and yeah. it, it almost to me, whenever I do it, I know I'm doing it. And then to me, mm -hmm. it feels like I'm trying to validate myself. Like I'm trying mm. to have like some legitimacy, you know, it's not just like, I, I thought this and blah, 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 you know, or like, I think this in, you know, X, Y, Z. I think I do that too. Yeah. It's always like, I, I was talking to someone once, but it's so yeah. irrelevant too. I was too. reading. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. well, I think like I was talking to someone once, that one feels really irrelevant. Cause like, mm. A, no one knows who you're talking about, <laughs> you know, it wasn't just like, even and it's not if, like an expert or specialist. Right. Or, yeah, it was just like, I was talking to, I was talking to Elliot the other day, yeah. you know, just my kid. <laughs> that yeah. someone could be my, also like my four-year-old daughter, yeah. you know? Um, but I think I do that. I, or I know I do that because I think I'm trying to create some, I feel illegitimate until it has been said before. If I, unless I said it before. Uh, and like yeah. someone has like filtered through my thoughts already. You yeah, know? and then I can say, well, it, it once made sense to somebody, you mm. know, that I talked to before this conversation. So this is a thought that makes sense, even if it doesn't make exactly. sense to you. Yeah, you're the one yes. that doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're the dodo brain. You know? <laughs> that makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah, so I want to try to veer away from that and just like I think maybe it has to do with like confidence. That. It has to do with like just speaking my mind. I feel like that has to do with boldness. What you were talking about earlier. It's bold because the only person that stands behind that thought is I. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's I. Yeah. It is I. <laughs> <laughs> so those are our ins and outs or our goals and habits to break. Mm -hmm. Things we want to do, things we don't want to do this year. All right. So okay. I am, Let's I am grab our giant to uh, get started on all this. <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's grab our giant did you see that video i sent you of I the did. stanley tumbler yeah our giant the stanley thermos trash can 
Cheers. Okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. 